Welcome to Jesus Without Religion. I'm Mike Sinar, your host, and I'm glad you're joining us today as we discover Jesus through the filter of grace. If you are a Christian, you are about to see the love of Christ like you've never seen before. Never again will you fear God or feel that you are inadequate or not deeply loved by Him. We know some people call that a license to sin, but as we go through this series, you're actually going to find out that soaking in God's kindness and total forgiveness of all sin, yes, all sin, is the only prescription that will actually lead you away from the disease. Well, today I want to talk about uh, Ananias and Sapphira. I have to be honest with you, um, I've actually only heard this talk one way. I, I think I feel like I may be the only one who has seen this story a little bit differently. Uh, and I hope to uh, have a discussion or to have uh, uh, some input on this that might change the way some other uh, believers are viewing God. You know, I got to ask you a question. Does, does it sound like God would kill Christians. I mean, what's the teaching here? Ananias and Sapphira, here they are. There are these Christians in the church, and they uh, they flub it up. They tell a little lie, or they tell a big lie, or whatever you want to call it, and God strikes both of them dead. So I want to see if we can um, give you a new way to view this story and allow you to maybe realize that the normal teaching doesn't jive with what the scriptures teach us. So, I mean, religion is telling us something pretty simple. It says, hey guys, this is a story about God who's he's punishing Christians for what? Well, for lying. What do you call it? Let's just call it what it is. What is lie? It's a sin. So let's say that's the case. If um, God is punishing these Christians to the tune of uh, striking them both dead. I want to ask you to consider just three verses. And I think if you've been following our podcast or our website or our Facebook channel, you know I could probably give you about 203. But first, it's John 3.18. Now, I want you to look at Ananias and Sapphira, if they're believers, and I want you to match that up with what happened to them with these verses. John 3, 18, he who believes, okay, if Ananias and Sapphira believe, in him he is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already. So, okay, Ananias and Sapphira aren't going to be judged. Now, you might be saying, well, they weren't judged. They're still saved. God just struck them dead, took them to heaven sooner. Okay, I think that's a reasonable response if you did. Then there's First uh, John chapter 4, verse 18. He says, There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear involves punishment. Now, wait a minute. Were Ananias and Sapphira not punished to, to, to the fullest extent with death? The verse concludes by saying, And the one who fears is not perfected in love. Let me tell you something right now. If I make a mistake or I forget a mistake, if I willingly do something that I know is a sin uh, and God might just come down and strike me and my wife dead, I'm going to have a little bit of fear there. 
And we're not supposed to have that fear because I don't believe that's what God is doing. Then there's, what about Colossians 2.14? Now again, if these two sinned, what did God do about sin? Having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which were hostile against us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Now, does it look like Ananias uh, and Sapphira had their debt canceled out, taken out of the way, and nailed to the cross? I don't think so. So what if, what if religion is teaching this story incorrectly? And what if it's, pl- I think it's plainly, the truth is plainly right there in front of us. But we're so obsessed with, with sin that we're missing who Jesus is in all this. So, again, if this is true, then why is God not only punishing them? This isn't just punishment. He's killing them. So here's what I say the answer is. They weren't believers. And I think we can prove that with the story. And if they weren't believers, that, that lines up more with the Scripture. And we could understand the, why, the reason they were treated the way they were. So I would, let's just read um, these verses. It's just five verses. It's Acts chapter five, verse one. He says this, he says, but a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira, well, they sold a piece of property and they kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge and bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the lamb. While it remained unsold, did you did it not remain your own? Now keep this in mind. Wasn't it yours? Right? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? In other words, did you have to lie? Wasn't it yours anyway? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in the heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. I'm acknowledging that they lied to God, right? But follow me here. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last. And great fear, remember, perfect love does what? Cast out all fear. But great fear came over all who heard of it. The young men got up, covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. And we know how the story concludes. Next up, uh, Sapphira, his wife, steps up to the plate and she too falls dead. So let's talk about a couple of facts that we get from this story or don't get. Fact number one, you can read all those verses inside out, forward, backwards, and you're going to find there was not a single commandment for Ananias or Sapphira to give this away, Right? This was a willful act. So we know it wasn't some disobedience to a commandment. The the sin in play is a lie. How many of us have told a lie? Man, if we're getting struck dead for telling a lie, we'd see people dropping dead at the local church everywhere. Fact number two, you can read this stuff again, forward and backwards. You won't find a single verse that says they were believers. Right? And I think that's very important here because we're assuming that they were believers. Now, fact number three. I think we're going to, and I'm going to show you, I don't think, that we're actually told that they are not believers. 
We're just so obsessed sometimes with sin that we're, 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 we're looking at Scripture. We say, yep, they were struck dead. They lied. So they were believers and that's enough. So you better watch your step or God's going to get you. Just take the forgiveness of sin right and throw it right out the window so we can make this uh, story in Acts fit uh, our legalistic message. So let's rewind just a hair and look at some verses. Well, first, let's read this first because we got to remember something that we read. It was a very interesting line. It was in Acts 5. It was chapter, verse 3, sorry. This is what he said. He says, but Peter said, Ananias. Now, here it comes. Why has Satan filled your heart? We can stop right there. So the question is, who filled Ananias' heart? Right? Well, Satan filled Ananias' heart. We know that. That is a fact. And that's what the scriptures are telling us. So now, keeping in mind that Satan has filled the heart of Ananias, we're going to get the answer. Uh, first thing we need to do is stop elevating this verse right here about God killing him and just back up one chapter, right? Remember, who filled Ananias' heart? Satan. Well, here we go. Just rewind a couple of sentences, if you will. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. He said, And the congregation of those who believed were all of one heart and one soul. So all the believers were all, all of them, they all had one heart and one soul, right? They're the same. They were united in one, okay? And none of them, who are them, the believers, none of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them. So question, what were all the hearts like? of the ones who believed, right? Well, they were of one heart, right? But who filled Ananias' heart? Satan did. So we've got, a, we've got a problem here, a math problem, if you will. Satan's heart's filled with Ananias, but everyone else who were believers were of one heart and one soul. So I ask you, was Ananias of one heart and one soul with all the believers, right? Was he indeed a believer? I don't think so, because the belief, you can't have Satan fill your heart. Satan cannot. Like, once um, a house divided against itself cannot stand, but look, let's be at the end of the day. God comes in, he gives you a new heart with new desires. He pours his love into our hearts. And this idea that maybe a Christian can also share that space, the new heart with God's love poured into it with Satan? Come on. All right, guys. Now, how many of them claimed anything was his own? None. Not one person did. Didn't, didn't Ananias keep some stuff for himself? He sure did. So what is the takeaway, folks? As we read this, just rewind. I encourage you. We're going to shorten this up and wrap it up with a bow. Uh, again, at the end of the day, what do we discover? Ananias was probably infiltrating the church. We have people, and this is the first church, right? And God is going to protect his church. You can bet on that, right? So we have people in churches all the time today that would tell you they're a believer, but they're lying and they're sinning. And by the way, all believers sin as well. But what happened? God, for the believer, right, for this church, your sins and lawless deeds, I remember no more. I've taken them away. I've nailed them to the cross. 
The one who believes is not judged. There's no condemnation for those in Christ. Your sins have been nailed to the cross. I mean, how many ways must God say it? But then you get an unbeliever. What is going on with your sins if you've lied to the Spirit? Well, the wages of sin is death. There is no forgiveness if you reject God. The takeaway is Ananias and Sapphira did not have the Spirit of God living in them. They didn't have new hearts. Nope, they had their hearts filled, filled with Satan, right? They had their hearts filled with Satan, uh, and they lied to the Holy Spirit, and the end result, unfortunately for them, was death. The wages of sin is death. The math is very simple. Christians, debt have already been paid in full, and God is not going to come down and strike us dead when we sin. Now, is that a reason to sin because we're loved and forgiven? Some people call this a license to sin, right? Oh my gosh, no, you're saying I can do anything I want. All things are permissible and all things are lawful, says the Apostle Paul. But is that a license to sin? No. We don't use our freedom to indulge the flesh. But let's not deny the forgiveness that God gave us. I mean, Jesus died on a cross. He poured his blood out so that we could be confident on the day of judgment that our sins have been completely dealt with. My friends, there's no punishment that remains. Jesus took all of it. And this idea that, yep, God died for your sins, Jesus completely took all the punishment But you better watch it because if you tell a lie, God might strike you and your spouse dead on the spot. The two don't go together, folks. God is good. God has made us right through faith, lest anyone boast. It is indeed the most amazing gift on the planet. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Continue to follow our blog post or check us out again at JesusWithoutReligion.com.